Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Star Wars Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, break down, criticize, and bow to the mightiness that is Star Wars, minute by minute. I'm Alex Robinson of the Ink Panthers podcast. And I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. And I'm Josh Flanagan from iFanboy.com. And we are up to minute 27 of Star Wars. For those of you keeping track at home, this takes this uh, scene opens up with... C-3PO being interrogated by Luke in the Lars garage as to the whereabouts of R2-D2. And it ends with Luke looking at through the binoculars for said R2-D2. Yeah. Um, well, we started to talk about C-3PO's uh, kind of fearful relationship with Luke at this point. And it starts out, he's very scared and very startled. Yeah, this is a, uh, you know, immediately or at one point he asks, he begs Luke, please don't deactivate me. Right, and th- this goes back to the C-3PO's recurring uh, fear of being melted down and deactivated and sent to the spice mines of Kessel. He is clearly <laughs> a very uh, anxious, anxious Robot. droid. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he lives in constant fear of retribution from humans, and I, I wonder: is that a learned <laughs> behavior, or is he an anxious model? <laughs> <laughs> is that part of the, the programming? Yeah, that, that, like Captain Antilles must have really been like, you know, C-3PO has like battered droid syndrome. It's yeah. Like constantly thinking something, you know, Luke raises his hand to get something down from the cabinet and C-3PO oh, powers. <laughs> have humans been, I mean, I assume humans have been verbally abusive to him forever because this way we could, we could create, we can create droids so that we don't, we can, we're allowed to be racist in a way. Right. That yes, you thanks. all be mean to you. But maybe, but maybe they, maybe they do torture him. Maybe, maybe that device he has does shock him. <laughs> we do learn that there is such a thing as droid torture, in this, that That's droids true. are capable of feeling physical pain somehow. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, does it? And why have I? Why has that never occurred to me? Save it. <laughs> yeah. That's in, that's in Jedi. Yeah, yeah. bring that back in like uh, it's okay about a year. Um, another sin. I also think it's funny that C-3PO uh, tells Master Luke that this RU2 unit has always been a problem when probably about five hours ago he's told him in that exact spot what a great deal R2 was and how you know he's in fine condition. So. Right. He's, he sells out R2 immediately. That was a note. I, he, <laughs> the second that he can save his own hide, <laughs> yeah. he, he sells out. It's supposed to be his friend, the guy he left in the desert. I, it, just, it doesn't seem like C-3PO is the best friend to have. Although, though, at least he didn't. You could easily also imagine that Luke, Baru, and Owen would have been in the middle of dinner, and C three PO could have come over and saying, "Quick, Master Luke, R two's running away." So he he kind of 
he kind of wimps out both ways. He doesn't either commit to being a, you know, a kiss ass, and he also doesn't commit to helping R two in his mission. So that's right. Like he just witnessed his friend commit a crime, and his response was to hide behind the car. <laughs> Family land speeder. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he sells him out immediately, but then but he won't take the initiative for it. He's just, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, whatever you say, sir. <laughs> Thumbs up. He's like, I'll just stand here and like whatever anybody says, I'll agree with them, and and it'll all work out. We do know he's capable of lying to humans, right? I mean, I would assume yes. as a protocol droid, he would have to be able to lie to humans because he'd have to be able to keep secrets and, and you know. There's two different kinds of lying. There's, there's he's instructed by his master to lie mm-hmm. in, a, in, say, a negotiation or, or, or translation. But then there's him willfully deceiving whoever. Right. I feel, is he, does he do that on the Death Star or does he... Um, he does, but it's under orders. Kind of, yeah. Well, here's a question: Were these droids created to have personalities, or is this just a thing that happens? With is there is there AI such that they develop their own personalities, or were they supposed to be like that? And if so, is this the case across all droids? Do they all eventually gain their sentience? And because there's there's definitely droid, you know, droids that have personalities throughout the whole thing. Right. You're saying they might just be basically highly advanced parrots, more or less? Like, they, they pick up more and more of their environment, and just kind of, eventually it becomes a personality? I assume, I assume that they're like, they're, yeah, they're like, they just, they take in enough stuff, and then they, they, as a very advanced AI, they just develop personalities the way that, that, a, that a normal person would. Hmm. I think I do remember reading in some um, non-canonical Star Wars book that they said that most people like to frequently erase their droid's memory for precisely that reason. Most people don't want their and I guess that makes sense. If 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 you wanted to go use your computer, you wouldn't want to have to convince it to do something or like say computer come out from behind the car and help if me, my, you know what I mean? If I don't want my iPad to be anxious. Right. Yeah, yeah, you want if, if they have personalities, they should always be confident and do whatever ready to do, you know, whatever you say at any point. So that's a widespread bug among all the droids of this this world. These kinds of technology is well, that, I guess you could say it really depends on your point of view. You know, if you well, view the droids as sentient life forms, then you could say that that's, you know, like doing that to a human. I assume this is what the series Droids was all about. <laughs> the ethical dilemmas of <laughs> droids developing personalities. Yeah. That's what, that's what most all... Saturday morning cartoons are about, huh? The reason they didn't stick around. Ethical uh, issues. And... Uh, speaking AI. of droids, uh, we have the reappearance of Treadwell yes. in this scene. <laughs> My friend Treadwell. Who's that's uh, just barely in the background. Yes, that's kind of where he normally is. He he must be stuck in that. He's like a Roomba, where he's just stuck in that <laughs> pit back there. He can't get out of that. Now uh, the the one cut scene, it was just him and Luke out in the desert fixing fixing a moisture evaporator. It was his that was his 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 breakout role, and then it got cut. Oh, wow! How there's a broken heart for every light on. What how does that go? <laughs> there's a you know what I mean. There's so a, speaking there's of, a I also... star on. Broadway for every sad droid that got cut out of Star Wars. There's a broken motivator on every R2 unit. Anyway, uh, another sad droid we see when Luke's looking through the binoculars is that kind of like, basically looks like a lantern on wheels. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty sad droid. Yeah, and I was like, what is the, what is, how useful is that guy? He's the I, next to get replaced, I bet. You think so? You think that's what uh, R2 is basically there to? Well, I think, no, next, like next time the Jawas come around, they're going to pick up that big 
darker so, so, dome one with the oh. lights underneath because that was that looked like the the upgrade to the one that the Lars family had. I see. So they're not gonna, they're not going to get the one with all the all legs, which could they could perform useful tasks. They're just going to get the other one that just is big and rolls around slowly. It just rolls around taking taking measurements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because so the glass dome ones are not are not in vogue at all, especially in the harsh environment. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Now, now here we we do see the the first appearance of of Luke's special binoculars, mm-hmm. which I maybe I bet they if they have a name. One of you knows them. I believe they're referred to as macro binoculars, but there you go. I will second that emotion. They these are responsible for every time I've ever played with binoculars my entire life, basically. <laughs> That's true. And then, but but the, the, the other the unfortunate side effect of it is that they are terrible. When you, which, you look Luke's through the, binoculars or or. The, look at this! Look at this! Look at the view he gets. There's no resolution. resolution. It's just yeah. awful. It's like watching things on an old TV. <laughs> or it's Does like it you know, focus. It's like, yeah, it, it magnifies like ten percent, and the yeah. lenses are all smudgy. And you know, I can see the backyard, and it looks kind of like the honeymooners. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't uh, see anything. Of course you can't. Look at what you're looking at. <laughs> Although I do like that Luke says blast. Yeah, it, yeah, I caught that. <laughs> What's the binoculars down? That is such a comic book word that I don't think anyone has ever used in real life. It's one of the few things that sort of places the movie back in the time that it was made a little bit. Because a lot of it does feel very timeless, but like that's the kind of phrase that I think you would have seen like dad say on TV. But, you know, Luke is a dork. He's he's just, you know, the the weird kid home alone, uh, you know, in the garage half the time. Most of his friends. Yeah, most of his friends are gone. He's probably just read, uh, you know, read some uh, some cheesy comics and stuff, and uh, yeah. like maybe he's quoting. And we saw him playing with uh, with toys in his garage. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> so How he's, old is he's he? He's one here? of us, is what you're saying. Is he Nineteen. Yes. Is, that, is that that's what I think in my head? But do we have an age for him here? That's a good question because I've sometimes have seen as young as seventeen, and I think Mark Hamill was something like twenty one or something when they did it. Maybe. I'm sure there could be a way to fact check that somehow. Can someone invent a computer where you can look things up? <laughs> the funny thing is I'm looking straight ahead of my computer. There's a stack of Star Wars books right there, one of which would probably have that answer, but it's not uh, it's <laughs> not conducive to conversation. So we're going to keep rolling. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just the vamp, vamp. It's fine. And then uh, and then we end as... Uh, Owen wakes up grizzled as as he went to bed grizzled, right? Looking around and he's he just he just doesn't look happy again. This is not a good place to grow up. Is I guess what I'm what I'm in these last two minutes. That's what I've learned. Yeah, especially if all your friends are gone, mm-hmm. or all your friends are gone. <laughs> right. All your friends are gone. All your friends are gone. All his friends are gone. You know, Argon. His friend Argon. <laughs> uh, I do, this is his the last friend time Argon, the inert gas. <laughs> not to spoil anything, this is the last time we'll see Uncle Owen uh, alive, and on Aunt Beru, for that matter. Yeah, we didn't mention her little wom wom wom, her little, uh, what did you call her, puree machine? That's the next minute. Yeah, that's Oh, is that the next minute? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you are right. Never mind. I withdraw my observations, then. 
I will say that uh, um, in uh, a previous couple of weeks, when we first met Luke, remember Trisha brought up the uh, the Star Wars drinking game where you drink every time somebody says Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be a tough couple of minutes here because between uh, the conversation at the dinner table and then when they're looking for Luke, you know, both to shut the power down and then in the morning, you would you would be drunk already. That's my first note for the next minute. Sorry. <laughs> Update. Mark Hamill was born September 25th, 1951. So that would make him about 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Well, I figure the movie came out in 77. No, that makes they sense. Were probably, they were probably filming a little. So he's about 24, 25. Uh, but that does not necessarily mean Luke is that age. And theoretically, Luke and Leah are the same age. So right. wrap your head around that. She was, she was only 18-ish. Are you going to make me look up that too? I think it's something like that because I think the deal was that she was 18 and, and Harrison Ford was 36. That's what I've always heard. I don't really want to know if that's not true. Carrie Fisher, born 1956. So, yeah, so she's, she's five years she's younger 20. than Luke. Right. So, like, yeah, 1920. Anything else for this one? Clearly, I'm itching to jump ahead because I want to talk about Uncle Owen <laughs> some more. I've, there's a lot going on at 28. All right, let's go to 28. See everyone tomorrow on the Star Wars Star Minute. Star Wars Minute. Oh. It's Minute.